Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Your dad can be your hero. I've heard that. He's a cool guy. I've heard shit like that. But I've never heard a man be like, you know who my best friend is? My dad. And granted, if they did say that, I would shit all over. It's like, yeah, it's like you open yourself up to getting uh, absolutely cyberbully till you kill yourself my man you are dropping dead <laughs> you are dropping dead if you say that <laughs> and frankly if you get cyberbullied to death because you said my dad was my best friend i don't think that any of these like corporations that are like we gotta stop cyberbullying are gonna be like you shouldn't have done that they'll be like hey all right sometimes it works yeah i guess hey yeah martin ruff going about the hit you'll be like hey you can't be talking shit about him because you said his dad like nah you you got the green light you got Go the green ahead. light and honestly maybe we're like as a society better off without him Go ahead. Mark Ruffalo says Mm -hmm. thumbs up to to killing yourself (laughs) for saying my dad is my best friend. Yep, 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 there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that we, as a world, will never know true peace until we all come together and figure out what the fuck is wrong with Tyrese Gibson. Fuck climate change. Fuck capitalism, fuck famine, fuck genocide. We need to solve Tyrese 
or we are destined to suffer. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Langston Kerman. As always, I, ooh, I'm happy to be here, happy to be with you all. Do you know why? Because you're beautiful. Each and every one of you white people listening at home about a black black conspiracy theories and the black people too. All of you beautiful Mexicans, stay out of here. No, what am I doing? I'm just excited because my guest today, God damn, is he funny. He's hilarious. I've known him for years uh, doing stand-up and, and other types of, of silly billy shit all around uh, various cities. You know him from, from he was a writer on SNL. You know him from fucking, uh, that, what's that show? Uh, the, the show with A.D. Bryant on Hulu. I can't remember the name anymore. Shrill. God damn it. Yeah, Shrill. God damn it. There it is. You know him from Shrill. You know him as a writer of an upcoming show called Bust Down. He's hilarious. You're going to love him. Please give it up for my guest, Mr. Gary Richardson. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love an intro where I forget stuff. That's mm-hmm. I love having to help bring myself up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all doing the work together. I bring hey, people absolutely. together. It's a community. It's a community, man. We, we do it, it together. Takes a village. It takes a village to get somebody on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited you're here because you came with a conspiracy theory that that I don't think I've ever heard before. And even in the phrasing that it was presented, feels like some country ass. And I know you're from the Midwest. You're you're a St. Louis boy. But goddamn, did this feel like it was in the words of a motherfucker who chews on grass? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who just truly Absolutely. is just... Yeah, this some, this... some Delta shit. This is down yes. Delta shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. This is some shit that I... When I heard it, I was like, whoa, shit, this is definitely where I'm from. I just learned something <laughs> about myself. I'm like, damn, can I have kids? You know, like if I'm passing on these genes, this is sure. wild. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, God, I love this. You said, I want to be clear. You said, my mama told me. All babies start off as boys, but it takes a good man to knock the balls off and make them girls. That's the truth. That is the <laughs> truth. Absolutely. Please tell it's, me more. I, I wish I remember how the conversation actually started. It was actually my great aunt who said it, my grandma's twin sister. Okay. She said it. And the thing about my family is, aside from me and my younger brother, in my generation, I think there's one other dude. The gener- My mom's generation, I think it's there's one boy in that generation. And mm-hmm. then my grandmother's generation, there's two men. Everybody else is women. A lot of women in my family. Whoa. A lot of women. All of them divorced. Every <laughs> single woman, every single woman divorced. So it is, so I do find it very, very interesting to be like, okay, this is a good man that made this happen, but yeah. he ain't shit, you know, but he also ain't shit. Right. Yeah. Right. So so they are they are in a weird way super qualified in their minds to identify a good man to to be able to figure out who's a good man and who ain't Mm -hmm. and it's the kind of uh it's the kind of like nobody says for real but everybody just like makes a face you know when they like it's like it takes a good man to do that and everybody's like "Hmm? yeah yeah yeah. and you 
and uh, and everybody's like, mm, well, I know that. Okay. It was really um wild because all the younger women in my family were like, nope, nope, wrong, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but all the older women were like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I, guess that's, I guess that's real. And I was like, hold up. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, let, let's backtrack a little bit because I do... Okay. I number one again. The phrasing is so magical. Knock the mm-hmm. balls off and make them <laughs> and make them girls is such a mm-hmm. a beautiful way of articulating. Absolutely. I guess genetics or or, or biochemistry. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what what's Me neither, happening because when I hear that, I think that the balls on a baby are formed. That <laughs> you have right. a full baby that has balls, <laughs> and this pregnant woman gets smashed so much that there's just balls in her womb aside, like, next to the baby. Yeah. Floating. That just kind of, like, disintegrate or disappear. Yeah, That's wild to me. And it, it also implies the possibility that the man, I guess, is, is dicking her down in a way that is so genuine and caring and deep yes. in its penetration yes, that it makes a girl as opposed to a nigga who's just sticking the tip in mm-hmm. and, and just getting a taste. He don't mm-hmm. care about this person and therefore will just end up with, with a boy, a weak exactly. boy. And even like a step further makes me think like, okay, if we are to believe that life begins at conception, right? So there is a child here yeah. and this child has balls and it sees <laughs> And it sees the dick coming so deep, so good, that it's like, okay, this family doesn't need any more men. Pop that taken <laughs> right. care of. I'm going to pack up these balls, and I'm going to be a woman, and I'm going to bring some of that energy, because we need to balance this shit out. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> that this man's saying, we're done. I, I yeah. am the good that, that this family yes. needed. Exactly. Now, now all we need is some some women to do mm-hmm. women stuff within yeah. the rest of this mm-hmm. gene pool. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Let me also ask these questions. You're you're first introduced to this idea. You said by your great aunt, your grandmother's twin sister. Yes. Do you, when you hear her say this, immediately reject it? Do you buy into it? Where are you at when this is first introduced to you? I, I find it hard to immediately reject anybody who has seen as much as she's seen. Sure. I find it I find find it hard to like immediately like cast aside their thoughts. I'm like, well, they've made it this far. They saw TVs come on the screen and now they know how to use <laughs> iPhones, you know? Like now they know how to how to use Marco Polo. So yeah. they so they understand some shit and they understand how to adapt to things that were inconceivable to them at one point. Right. So I try to reverse engineer that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe what she's saying made sense for when she was out there getting it in, you know? Sure. Yeah. But I still, even with that, I can't reverse engineer it in my head to see what the world must have been like that would have yeah. led to this sort of discovery. Right. It in in some ways, and we don't, I think, give older people enough credit for this. They have made transformations comparable to those of a, a caveman. Do you know what I yes, mean? That literally th- they were at one point like needing to to husk their own <laughs> and shuck their own food to survive. Yeah. And then we get it prepackaged and sort of like cut up for us and like 
removed of all the different pollutants and all bad right. things that might be in it. And right. so we're out here doing gastro shit. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I don't know that you can make turkey taste like this. And then yes. like, all you do is you, you just cut the pig, you cut the head off a pig. And that's what you eat. You just eat this pig body. And I'm like, right. we don't got to do that no more, you know? <laughs> and if you're still hungry, eat the nose. Exactly. It's sitting there. We uh-huh. got it. Yeah. <laughs> and so to that point, you have this entire generation of people that lived under a certain like a uh, series of, of facts, of things that, that were truly for survival. And now we're looking at it and we're like, well, that's, that's not true or that isn't necessary, but it, that's not necessarily right because it was true for their generation and the mm-hmm. things that they needed in order to get to the point where they could use an iPhone or or mm-hmm. make a Marco Polo that you take a week to respond to because uh-huh. you don't know how <laughs> to say, yeah, I miss you too, to your uh-huh. name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like when you see like a time lapse of like, a fish somehow getting legs and coming on shore and it's like, oh, somehow yes. this fish became a monkey. And it's like, I don't understand how it happened, but <laughs> yeah. fishes are monkeys now. And a good man can knock the balls off a baby. You know, that's just what it is. So I'm like, okay, something that even if I don't believe it scientifically, even if I scientifically and like with my active brain reject yeah. all notions of it, I spiritually have to subscribe to it. Yes. And yeah. I think that that is something that is often lost in the conversations with the Internet, with the way that we speak to each other nowadays, is that I scientifically can disprove a lot of what my parents believe, grandparents, all of that. But on a spiritual level, I can still connect with you. I can still allow you to be a reasonable person in my life and world mm-hmm. and mind and not just go shut up, you old bitch, and, yeah. and throw you to the wayside. Mm hmm. It's so easy to. It's so easy to throw them to the wayside. Yes. But then where would we be? Who would we be then? We would be our <laughs> children, you know? We wouldn't be know insane. how that fish got legs if we Absolutely. don't Absolutely. Study I need some of these fishes around to be like, okay, I need to figure out how to get back to this. Because at yep. one because it feels like at any like any day now, shit's gonna pop off and a lot of niggas gonna be fishes again. Yes. You know? And it's like, okay, hey. We got to figure out how we're going to get back to being these monkeys. How are we going to get back yeah. to these trees, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, I don't, I, and we've had this conversation a few times in, in various spaces. I don't know that I believe that the current state that humans have evolved to is our best form. Now, I'm not saying that I think you know, earlier evolution, I know for certain, like, I can't lock it in on some MAGA shit to be like, Mm -hmm. this is when the thing was great and we fucked it up around here. But I don't know that us being locked in our phones and sort of like constantly self-conscious and struggling for attention while simultaneously not having the ability to communicate with each other is is the best way that humans could be. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think about it a lot with like, change like political change yes like i'm like oh like a while back i feel like things were changing pretty at a pretty decent clip but now Mm -hmm. everybody's more connected and we see more shit but i don't feel like things are changing nearly as quickly and i don't know that there's like a one-to-one about that but it is just interesting to me 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to know where we are right and where we are wrong, but it's definitely, I think, easy to say we ain't all the way right right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, let me ask you this, because she says this to you, you spiritually at least identify Mm -hmm. or or reason with the thing that she's saying. Mm -hmm. Do you, as a a person now far from that moment, I assume, where she originally gave you this idea, do Mm -hmm. you find yourself feeling like this is a a thing that still lives in my head? Is this something you plan to, to pass on to another generation as as spiritual truth, or are you like, I have to dead this right now for my family so that this no longer is treated as fact? I am not far removed from hearing this fact. I heard this fact three days ago. Whoa. So I am still reckoning with it. <laughs> I'm still very much reckoning with it. I I heard it and I immediately was like, well, this is what, what we're talking about. This is sure. what we're talking about. I'm still working, but I'm still going through the men in my life. Thinking about their relationships with uh, themselves, their relationships with the women in their lives, who they are at work. And trying to think, okay, cool. Is this a good man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what kind of child does this good man have? And trying to think, okay, cool. I need to feel like maybe I need to rethink what it means to be a good man. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And so I know you said you have a brother. Mm -hmm. How many of y'all are, is it? Is it just, just y'all or are there us. more? Just two of us. Yeah, just us two. It's just y'all too. So, uh-huh. okay, this, and this is going to be a challenging question, but I mm-hmm. have to ask it. Do you qualify your own father as a good man? I will say, I think that my father is a good father. Do I think he's a good man? <laughs> I think that he has blossomed into a good man at the time of knocking it down. I don't know that he was a good man at that moment. Whoa. Yeah. So I think if my dad now was impregnating my mother today, you might be looking at a little Garisha, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) He'd be Mm -hmm. ready to knock some balls off if he did it today. Absolutely. Today he knocked some balls off, but back then, I don't know. Back in in the 80s, he was a different kind of nigga, you know? That's so fascinating because it it does. And this this I think connects back to our conversation about evolution, because it does then imply that this good man is not a permanence as much as a transition, uh, a thing that can come and go in a person's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are only as good as we were yesterday. Whoa, mm-hmm. that sounds like some some she also said uh, in that conversation. Not as that I just cooked up and I'm just like, uh oh, I might say <laughs> St. Louis is real in me. You know, St. Louis is real in me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Absolutely. so you're seeing the potential, at least, of the good man that your dad was or could be, but not the good man that he necessarily was in conceiving you and your brother. Absolutely. Do you feel like you can say the same? For the other men in your life who have who have I guess uh, can or created men who have who have uh, helped create boys, mm-hmm. I try to think about my homies growing up mm-hmm. and what their dads were like. Yeah, and um, there was one dad that I thought like specifically like, oh, that's a good dude. But as I've gotten older, I was like, I think this nigga might have been lazy as hell. He might have been yeah. like a piece of shit, you know. He might have just been around all the time because he was like not active. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he like wanted to be around, and he was always like kind of just like 
talking shit to us. So I was like, oh, he cool because he just be like kicking it. And I'm like, right. Nigga, you don't talk to kids like that. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Support hey, me, nigga. What the hell? <laughs> hey man, this is gonna have lasting yeah. effects on my on my person. What are you doing? Absolutely. Right. And now I can't talk to my friends about what I'm proud about anymore. <laughs> Because there's was, a cause, cause there's a forty year old in the corner yeah. just just heckling me. Exactly, being like, "Oh, you think you good because you made that free throw?" And I'm like, "Leave me alone, dog." Yeah, <laughs> I'm out here trying to get better at least. <laughs> like, yeah, that free throw meant a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't always knocking down free throws. <laughs> I love that. It does. I mean, okay, so uh, you know that I'm I'm having a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm having a daughter, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally, this this conspiracy theory gave me a little bit of uh, excitement. That it, uh-huh. it, it made me feel good. Like, oh shit, maybe yeah. I am secretly knocking balls off. Because uh-huh. you know, I, a girl's largely run in my family. That this isn't. Uh, I think besides, I am the only boy that my mom had, and I'm one of four on her side of things. And then my mm-hmm. dad only had me. And my brother, but my brother's adopted, so he didn't. Okay. That one didn't come from his balls. Yeah. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, his pocketbook. I guess. Right. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. He had a bad man's he pocket. Flash. Yeah. He wanted yeah. flash a little bit. <laughs> like, why? Why? Why should he turn this into a good man? Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's not turning him into a good man. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, he's a he's a he's a fine person. He works at UPS <laughs> right now. He's figuring his shit out. Uh-huh. But, he, you know, he ain't nailing it right now. Yeah. But he'll, he'll mm-hmm. figure it. He's 22. Who, who among right, us? It's was, a journey. Yeah. Out here. Who, yeah. Who at 22 would have had a boy? Nah, not me. Or had a, had a little girl. A girl. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I would have made all me. boys at 22. I yeah. I would have bust out a little army, you know? <laughs> Hellish. Coming out screaming, loud, yeah. mean. Just with weird neck veins and shit. Absolutely. Just like knew they was the shit. And it's like, shut up, dog. You get out of here. You a baby. Yeah, you, you suck. Yeah. You suck. Exactly. Okay, so so you're identifying all these people. But no, to, to the, the larger point, I guess, is it does give, I guess, a man some kind of confidence in entering into this relationship with a, a girl baby and with girls in general where like... Mm-hmm. Some of it feels like it's a a measure of the man as he is, and some of it feels almost like words of encouragement for Mm -hmm. a man going into something that, in a lot of ways, is foreign for most men. Most of us don't know how to raise a girl or how Mm -hmm. to be decent even to women. And so a part of it is it seems like it's like an affirmation your aunt is offering, being Mm -hmm. like, if you end up with a girl, you the shit, and you got to keep being the shit so that she turns out okay yeah absolutely and i think about that because i think about our homies who have little girls and yeah. like how they're so they're so present in a way that our homies with like boy kids aren't like aren't like not that like our homies with boy kids aren't present but there is just a totally different energy yeah watching a homie with like his six-month-old daughter yes it's like a very wild it's stark in comparison yeah, I mm-hmm. so my barber is is this dude who who for the most part is just a shit talker. He spends most of the day just he's one of them. I think for most sure. black barbers are. It's just yeah, every he got an opinion on everything. He's gonna mm-hmm. tell you what it is and what Do it. Do he ain't. tell you what to eat? 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. Fish. He's like, yeah, you gotta eat more fish, and it's like, all right, yeah, cool. everything. Yeah, yeah. He knows the secret to some shit that mm-hmm. that you didn't, and it's like, motherfucker, you can't possibly be this wise. Right, you work here. Right. Uh, you, you pulling down twenty five bucks every half hour. Like, <laughs> come on now, come on, big yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. You ain't you ain't doing all that. But he has two daughters. And in speaking about his experience as like a father to daughters, you can see a type of shift in his in his language and his body language in just his ability to recognize that softness you're talking about Mm -hmm. and not feel ashamed about it. And I think even with the men that I know that have like sons, they they still are flexing their big boy muscles when they talk Mm -hmm. about their their sons. They're not able to go like, man, I just I fucking like that guy. I just want to hang out. He's my best friend. I want to kiss his yeah. cheeks. It's it's very like, yeah, he cool. I no, I, yeah. I fuck with him. It's like, yeah, like don't do just you, fuck with him. Yeah, like, like him. Do you know any dudes that are like, my dad's my best friend? No, not good ones. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> absolutely. But I feel like I know not a ton of women, but like it's more common to be like, oh, my mom's my best friend. I've heard that before with women. I've mm-hmm. never heard that with the dude. No. Ever. Okay, let me ask you this last question, and I think we're going to go to break. With all of this that that you are sort of like, I guess, dealing in and discovering this piece of information from your great aunt and trying to wrestle with what it all means, do you feel like you've landed on a definition of what would would allow you the strength to knock some balls off and be qualified as a good man? Do you feel like you know good man by definition not by definition but i know it by sight you know mm-hmm. i know it by i know the gate of a good man you know oh. mm-hmm. i got i got point out a good man on the street real quick now yeah but if i had to sit right here and like write it down i couldn't do that for you i got you but, are yeah. there any are there any identifying qualities that that uh the a novice should look out for is, is are we talking tucked in t-shirt or are we does is that where a good man starts or is it i would, I, I would say a good man starts uh with aspiration mm. whether it's like whether a good man is like oh you don't need to have a good job but you yep. need to know that that you want a good job you don't yeah. need to be in a good like you don't need to like be somewhere good but you need to know that that's where you're headed or that's what you're capable of i think I that like is that. that that would be the number one qualifier for a good man to me. Yeah. So yeah. so you can't be one of these dudes that's like content in the space you're in without at least the goal of something bigger or better in your world. Yeah, I think so. And even if you are content in some ways, I think that you have to be moving forward in other ways. Like at some place you have to be aspirational. Right. Mm-hmm. I like that. That and yeah. that feels like the the reason I like that is because it feels like that allows space for anyone to access that if they so choose. Absolutely, that like, some ratatouille shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, anybody can cook, and we're not saying everybody can cook. We just saying, don't be surprised if you come yeah. across a motherfucker that can cook, because we out here. We out here mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe you're a rat and you you can't be in the kitchen legally. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. it's not for you, but that doesn't mean you can't try. Absolutely. God damn. It's some ratatouille shit. The good man. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Gary Richardson and more. My mama told me. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we are back like teenage girls when you say teenage how are we talking yeah we're back here with more <laughs> Gary Richardson. more my mama told me we're still talking about good men and whether or not they knock balls off of of little fetuses to make sure that they become girls in the womb and obviously <laughs> r kelly uh not a good man a man who has daughters but not a good man mm-hmm. i would say yeah unfortunately um some niggas can just finesse it, you know? <laughs> Some niggas can just, can just Euro step the rule and get through. And it's like, damn, you at the bucket now. You at the sure. bucket. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. There are nights where the villain puts up 50 and you Absolutely. just gotta you just Absolutely. gotta deal with those facts. Exactly. Like sometimes you in the garden and you coming up against a Reggie Miller, you know? Yep. You coming up against a Trey Young and you just gotta take the L. You just got to be like, man, his hair sucks and I hate his voice, <laughs> but goddamn, can that boy play basketball? He can play some basketball. <laughs> That's just okay. the way it is sometimes. <laughs> Let's talk about some of this research because a lot of interesting things came up when I started uh, digging into the the quote unquote science relating to your, your great aunt's assertion. So mm-hmm. unfortunately... 
the first at least half of the sentence that she sends in or she said that all babies start off as boys is actually completely untrue that mm. scientifically every person starts off actually as girl as like a a girl embryo right mm-hmm. that that we are essentially are all born as xx chromosomes and okay. then you know theoretically through, I guess, what's the right word? Fermentation. We'll call it fermentation up in that belly. We eventually get enough hormones going on that some of us turn to XY chromosomes, which is how you make a boy. Okay, which sounds like maybe what my Aunt Betty should be saying (laughs) is that everybody's born as girls and a bitch nigga gonna let some balls (laughs) pop in there. There you, you go. Bitch, you gonna you, you gonna let these balls show up, but if you real, then balls gonna stay away. Wait a minute, there. Yeah. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Now you spin the facts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if you not if you not alpha, if you not alpha, <laughs> guess what? Somebody gonna show up and eat your food. Okay. Plain and simple. <laughs> Plain and simple. You out here? You don't. If you don't want to. If you don't want to be a part of the clean plate club, somebody gonna finish that food. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. Okay. And I think, and this goes back to your original point about this just being a question of spiritual truth, right? That mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, her technical truth is incorrect. She she is wrong that all people are born boys and then you yes. knock the balls off. But she is spiritually correct, possibly, that that we are all born one gender and mm-hmm. a weak motherfucker is going to allow that gender to be determined for them and others are going to determine it for themselves. Exactly. Some folks are going to build a family and mm. some folks are just going to like see what happens. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And boys are are the product of see what happens. And that's Absolutely. disappointing as a boy to know that my father was a see what happens type dude. But yeah. here we are. <laughs> here we are, you know. Here, here we are, but you about to have a daughter, so... <laughs> And I pray I only have daughters, if for no other reason than to impress your aunt. Uh (laughs) Okay, so this process of the XX chromosomes and uh, for girls and the XY chromosomes for boys, we all start with the XX, and then about fifty-one percent of people are born as males. There are actually more males born on average than there are women. And as it turns out, and I think this is a a really nice connection back to what your aunt was saying, is that even though slightly more people are born male, girls tend to have a higher survival rate in the infancy stage. That more, although men are born more often, women are the ones that actually make it through Mm -hmm. infancy. So it's bitch niggas having bitch niggas and the bitch niggas die. There you go. <laughs> That's just how it be. Ooh, you hate to hear it. You know, you hate to hear it like that. Sometimes you hate to hear the truth so blunt. Oh, my God. Sometimes it's what it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's just what it is. It's just what it is, fellas. Mm-hmm. Don't take yeah. it personal. It's yeah, just I mean, what hey, it look, is. I didn't do the research. You know, I'm just, I'm just reading it back. I'm just reading it back. I'm just... What? I'm a court stenographer yeah, at this point. Absolutely. I'm just giving you the I'm basics. Doing. Right. I love that. Okay, so even more interesting, 
this infancy stage that boys don't make it through. And this goes to your point about bitch niggas raising bitch niggas is that this is said because boys are said to be biologically weaker and more susceptible to diseases and premature Hmm. death. Now, they're not exactly sure why. I'm sure there are some theories, but it does sound like boys in general are just not at the same strength that women are as they move forward out of the womb. You know what I mean? That I mean, that would make sense to me if we're saying that if we all start off as like XX chromosomes and there's this intense transformation to go from XX to XY, I feel like that has to be draining, you know? So to pop out, I can definitely imagine that that it's like, okay, cool. If you got to like do any kind of like crazy exercise and then go run a race with everybody else, you're just going to be more tired. Yeah, I, you know, when a motherfucker animorphs, they ain't at full strength exactly. immediately. You got to build right. up some strength in your lion form exactly. or, mm-hmm. or cheetah form, whatever the right. fuck it is. Yeah, if you're going to be a salamander, you're still going to be like a little <laughs> sluggish for a minute, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you got to get in the water and, exactly. and soak up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that I think also interestingly supports your great aunt's theory is that a man's genes do actually tend to be the most dominant determinant in a baby's sex. That like, mm-hmm. because you, as you said, come from a family predominantly of women, it is more likely that you are going to make women. And if you come from a family that's predominantly men, you are more likely going to make a man. And so it seems like just the idea of being around girls and being around sort of a more, I guess, will will be traditional in this sense, but effeminate energy is allowing you to realize what a quote unquote good man is and thus allowing you to make more, more women for the future as opposed to making some fuck niggas for our downfall. Absolutely. So it's, uh, once again, women at the forefront taking care of it, making sure mm-hmm. that you can be a good man. Yep. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how that happens. But here we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's like, to be traditional about it, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's like, women are traditionally more nurturing and can uh, pull out or foster those sorts of emotions and that sort of vulnerability that we don't typically think of when we think of men. But I definitely think of that when I think of parents. Yes. And I will say that that just on an anecdotal level, all of the kids that I knew growing up who who had like all boy families were mm-hmm. pieces of shit. You know what yes. I mean? Like mm-hmm. just all boys. Most of y'all were just garbage people. Dirty. Yeah. Dirty. All the time. And it's like, come on, dog. Yeah. Get arguing about shit that ain't worth arguing over. It's mm-hmm. like. Bro, chill, man. Y'all yeah, take the like, fun out of stuff. <laughs> I'm just out here trying to play football and y'all like really trying to like really like dive in. It's like, this is crazy, though. We ain't got pads on. Like, no. This is reckless, bro. Come this on, man. My, I'm not about to make the league. Let's just all mm-hmm. take it easy yeah. and be, be friends. Right. It's so wild. Like, yeah, I don't know one family of boys that's like not all dirty, like not yes. all stinky all the time. Yeah. 
they were always just sort of stinky weirdos. Whereas Mm -hmm. the, the dudes that I knew that grew up in like predominantly female households, myself included, we throw a little funny, but everything else about us is pretty chill. (laughs) Absolutely. Pretty chill. Typically, like you think about those dudes as, um, like more smooth, definitely cleaner, like, like pretty boys, you know, like that type of energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you want to find a sweet spot, right? You don't want to find yourself being too much of like a a pretty boy, sort of like soft weirdo that people are like, I'm not even sure if I want to be around this person. Mm -hmm. But you don't also want to be a dirty face in the mud kid because you had a bunch of brothers that that encouraged that. Right. I don't want somebody that's like, got these basketball shorts under their church clothes, you know, like (laughs) pooping in their leg and their church shoes. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, no change. Don't just toss them pants to the side. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Somebody spent a lot of money on these pants. You can't just take them off the hoop. You got to fold them up. You got to fold them up and don't just leave a belt in there, bro. Come on. (laughs) Don't just leave a belt in there and throw them off balled up. That's nuts. You're going to curl your belt up, then it's unusable. Just stop. Them pants is pinstriped. Them pants is pinstriped, (laughs) dog. Don't play with me. Fold that up. Put it in the hanger. Why are you doing I love this? that. So the the other thing that popped up, and there there's some debate back and forth about how true this is, although I do think that there is a fair amount of evidence to say that it's true. But there is, similarly to some of the things that we're talking about, studies that show that children come out, especially in the early stages, and even girls come out looking more like their father than their mother when they come out of the womb, in part because it's a evolutionary failsafe to make sure that the man feels connected to the child and doesn't like want to just abandon the motherfucker and, you know, move on with its life. We don't give birth to the children, so there's no actual proof that this kid is ours Mm -hmm. unless it kind of looks like us. I mean, that's the number one, that's the number one answer on Maury as to like, why is this baby not yours? Like, the baby don't even look like me. <laughs> exactly. The baby don't even look like me. It's like, that's number one. If you're going to be my kid, you got to look like me. You got to look like me, dog. Look at my yeah, eyebrows. That's off, Those that's ain't my eyebrows. The, exactly. Exactly. My my whole family got thick eyebrows. And he's going to roll out with these little thin-ass eyebrows? No, nah, that's not me. That's not me, Maury. We about to, we about to be dancing. All right, you got these Sanji mm-hmm. from One Piece eyebrows. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know this baby. This ain't my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of control that i yeah i get that that makes total sense to me so it, in some ways and for using your aunt's theory this would imply that men tend to look at girls that look like them and and do everything they can to ensure this child's survival whereas men tend to look at boys who look like them and basically go with the energy of you'll figure it out if yeah, i figured it out and you look like me, then you too will figure Mm -hmm. it out, which is why these babies are not surviving at the Mm -hmm. same rate as their girl counterparts. That's really interesting. That's really wild. I think think overall, this is all sort of suggesting a type of investment that Mm -hmm. naturally sort of happens with a man and his daughter versus a man and his son. That like you become instantly invested in the survival of this person, the success of this person, thus Mm -hmm. making you a good man versus with a son where it's like, 
Eh. I cool. mean, think about what think about what uh, Kanye West said. He said, "I be worried about my daughter. I be worried about Kim, but Saint is baby yay. I ain't worried about him." Yeah, it's like hold up. Okay, all right, I get it now. I get it. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just presuming Saint is is gonna be able to like do whatever he did, and that's yeah. crazy. It's insane. It's insane to be like, I have done these magnificent things, these insane things, and because this person is of my loins, they <laughs> are capable of the same. And that is not true at all. That is gnarly. Uh, truly, if if ever, Jeffrey Jordan, if ever there were a perfect example <laughs> of a motherfucker of loins that can't do what his daddy mm-hmm. did, look to, look to young Jeffrey Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and where he at now? I think he got arrested recently. I'm not sure. Damn. Poor Jeffrey. Free we Jeff. miss you, Jeffrey. Yeah, free Jeffrey. Free Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> free Jeffrey Jordan. Okay, so yeah. one of the things that I think your aunt probably did not talk to you about, and I'd be very excited if she did, but is uh, this question of sort of like the binary conversation or elements of of girl mm-hmm. boy this very binary conversation that's happening and the question of all the the intersex people in between yes. these binary categories if you know what right. i mean absolutely absolutely we did not breach that at the point of the conversation <laughs> but i can go back to her and i can ask her opinion on it but i would assume my aunt would say something like well you know you know, well, come on. Why are you asking me that? Why are you asking me that? And I'm like, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it, you know? Um, and she's like, well, I ain't got all the answers. Yeah. First of all, good for her for having evolved so much from a fish that she knows I ain't about to get messy with you, bitch. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know you're what you're about to do to me if mm-hmm. I give you an answer that I probably really think as mm-hmm. a uh, <laughs> 70 to 80 year old person mm-hmm. out in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that she, I think that she, has evolved enough to be like, I recognize a trap when I see one. Yeah. Even this if don't you don't feel that you're trying to trap me, this is absolutely a trap. This don't feel like a safe space for me to explore my antiquated beliefs, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and uh, back off of that one. And it's also like, hey, it ain't my world. I ain't really got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, I wish everybody the best of luck, but um, as far as what I got to take care of, it ain't that. Like, Which okay. is... Which I think is maybe the healthiest way you can approach a conversation that you're not ready to have. I think so often we find ourselves in the middle of wanting to form a hard-formed opinion on a thing that doesn't require all of that. It's perfectly okay to be like, I am ignorant to this thing and or indifferent to this thing, Mm -hmm. and I can't offer any healing or grace or even thoughtfulness in regards to the conversation you're trying to enter. Even if I have a hard opinion, like the idea that like, well, that's my hard opinion. It shouldn't be the law of the land, you know? Yes. Like, yeah, we're like, hey, I feel this way. Like, hey, I don't think I don't think I would want my kid to be aborted. That don't mean every woman in the world shouldn't be allowed to get an abortion. You know, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. 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 That that's uh, you have to truly be a crazy person to be like, I don't want that. So nobody wants nobody can have it. That's like that's, full, like, I'm going home, give me my basketball. And it's like, what? No, we still hooping, bro. Like, don't do that. Yes. Like, don't, I, don't fuck up everybody good time. 
Listen, I love I love frozen yogurt. I when I go and get some frozen yogurt from Pinkberry, I just do chocolate chips and strawberries or some other fruit. But I'm a fruit and some chocolate chips, man. That's all I like. Then they put out a bunch of shit where they got like frosted mini wheats or weird <laughs> peanut butter crumbles. And that shit looks disgusting to me with my Pinkberry. Mm-hmm. It's fully grosses me the fuck out and only i would have to be a psychopath to be so grossed out by it that i demand that they remove it as an option for all the other psychopaths (laughs) who want the shit absolutely it's out of control control. let people have their weird crumbles right it's like when people get upset online it's like like any sort of like question to the masses where it's like oh what y'all think is the best tv show right now and somebody like, uh, I think Squid Game. And it's like, bitch, Squid Game is weak. And it's like, well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I just said I like Squid Game. That's all I said. Right. It's like, this, hey, we, you have a whole different conversation now. I like it. Like, it's for yeah. me. Yeah. To, to me, that is the best TV show right now. And it's like, okay, bet. Yeah. Yeah. Go crazy. Yeah. This person was asking for opinions. <laughs> You're right. And then treating yeah. opinions like they were objective and they're not. Exactly. Like, I could, like, impose anything on anybody. So to that question of of intersex, because I do think that this plays a, an important part in the conversation that you mm-hmm. may one day have to have with your aunt. But Absolutely. we and we talked about this a bit in our we did an episode earlier this year, Gary, about uh, Sierra being possibly mm-hmm. born a man. I'm sure you remember right. that Absolutely. that legend yeah. from when yes. you were a child that yeah. said. Absolutely intersex people the popu- the world's population basically about 1.7% of people mm-hmm. identify slash qualify as intersex and okay. one of the things that sort of uh makes this conversation a bit complicated is that intersex covers this really vast definition of i guess qualifications right that okay. it isn't just like a man with female parts or, you know, organs on the inside or a a woman with testicles that never descended, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. there are all these different nuanced elements of what Mm -hmm. might make a person intersex. And so in that way, more of us probably fall not under the category of intersex, but fall closer to the middle of these binary conversations than we actually think that we do. Absolutely. I think that in in my aunt's, um, in what she was telling me, I think that that just points to the multitudes of man, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's like, okay, even if you are a good man, there are, you have still done trash shit, uh, and you are not, nobody is wholesale good, you know? And it's like, yes. okay, so even if you are, there is still this battle happening. So we are fluctuating. And as we are fluctuating, of course, the balls would be fluctuating as well. (laughs) Their prevalence or discretion, I think, fluctuates as well. A hundred percent. Some men are only capable of knocking one ball off at a time. Absolutely. And and it doesn't mean that they're bad men, but it also doesn't mean, probably in your aunt's eyes, that Mm -hmm. they are good men necessarily. And that fluctuation you're Mm -hmm. referring to sort of like shows that. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. The last mm-hmm. thing that I'll bring to you, and I think that this is also important and worth talking about and, and just making sure that we're recognizing all the different 
factors when we're talking about these binary communities of man, woman, you know, whatever. You got trans people, right? Similarly, about 0.6% of the American population to identify as trans. And that sort of, in some ways, muddies this conversation about what a good man is, because there are plenty of people who have what we would, I guess, traditionally identify as as female organs who mm-hmm. who are men, right? Who yes. who are trans men, and mm-hmm. therefore could potentially be good men, making mm-hmm. women or making shitty men, and mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, easily categorized in the way that your aunt probably is able to. Yeah, I think that my aunt would uh, say that that is this man would then be a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, Ooh. this man is this man is not <laughs> is not being honest about who this man is, or even if sure. he's like uh, trying to be, this man is uh is is not totally all there. This man is definitely pulling some trickery. Damn, I think that that is a, yeah. He's definitely deceitful. Damn, mm-hmm. your aunt, your aunt seems pretty deep, man. Seems like she's got she a lot figured out. I think she's on it. I think she's on it in a major way. Uh huh. <laughs> We got to get her as a guest on the show. See what else she got cooking up in that. Oh, she would. Oh, she would talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) She would talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, she'd be like, all right, move on, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to play this show once. And she was like, next time I see you on stage, I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to whoop you. And I was like, hold (laughs) up. (laughs) Well, you can't do that. Was you up there cussing? Was you up there yeah, acting like, a fool? Yeah, oh, I was I was up there acting a fool. I was up there behaving the way that she ain't never seen me behave. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So she was like, look, I'm glad mm-hmm. you had your fun, but I'm going to whoop mm-hmm. your ass. Yeah, absolutely. Good I'm for her. straight. Was her name Biddy? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. My girl Biddy. Well, yeah. we're going to take a break. We're going to keep thinking about Biddy, and, and we'll be back with more Gary Richardson and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back. Can you lend a nigga a pencil? Yeah, we're back here with more Gary Richardson. <laughs> more my mama told me. We're still talking about great Aunt Biddy and, and her her brilliant assertions about gender and gender assignments and, mm-hmm. and what it means to be a good man out in the world. Biddy's yes. on some. How old is mm-hmm. she? As of yesterday, she is 77. 76. 77. Mm-hmm. She's still spry. You got you got a absolutely a, yeah. She's still moving. Yeah. All right. You got a young mm-hmm. uh, grandmother and and great yeah. aunt then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, was getting it in early, <laughs> and my mom in turn got it in early, and here we are. You know, <laughs> and there you have it. I like how the way you said that sort of sounded like a brag. It it, hey, it sounded mean, like, like you were pretty proud of it. I mean, if you got baddies in the family, you can't be mad at that. Sure. Why Why yeah. be a hater at this age? Exactly. I'm too grown for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to play a game. We're going to play a pretty classic game on this show. This is a, a fun game that I, I call Homemade Hotep. Homemade Hotep. This is a game where, Gary, I'm going to introduce to you a fact that exists out in the world. And what I would love for you to do is just hotep the shit out of it. Break down all the secrets and illusions mm-hmm. that the white man doesn't want us to know in that shit. Mm-hmm. Add whatever stank you got to add to it to make this shit truly a hotep conspiracy okay, theory. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. So this is a this is an interesting one. This is a fun one. It's apparently that North Korea and Cuba are the only places on the planet Earth where you can't buy Coca-Cola. North Mm -hmm. Korea and Cuba are the only places where you can't buy Coca-Cola. Gary, Mm -hmm. go crazy. Okay, well, I think this is a pretty easy one. You kind of set me up for victory here, my Uh brother Langston. Okay, because if we think about Cuba, right? Mm -hmm. We think about that being totally separate in many ways from, from the outside world. I think of Cuba, I think of almost exclusively Cubans there. Because of the yeah. embargoes, because of the trading there. I think of I think of North Korea in a similar way. Like these are North Koreans. I don't imagine there are many people of other nationalities in North Korea. Ain't no Puerto right? Ricans in North Korea. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe South Korea, and that's where they can get the Coca-Cola. Okay. Uh-huh. Brother, and now and now what we think about <laughs> is let's talk about colonialism. Right? Colonialism uh-huh. is only so good as a colony can be. So if you cannot colonize the place. <laughs> brother, then you ain't gonna, then there's no reason for you to try to stick a flag there. Okay? And Coca-Cola is nothing more than, I mean, think about Coca-Cola. What is that? That mm-hmm. is cocaine. That's the white man's drug. Okay? <laughs> and that's cola. That's the white man's soda. All right? Brothers drink Sprite. All right? 
brothers drink, drink juice, okay? That's what we do. Not a white man likes a dark, a dark soda, okay? Likes a dark soda because he likes to show that he can take that dark soda and he can put that inside of himself and become more mm. in a way that others cannot, right? Mm. So if he cannot flex his dominance in these places, why would he ever send that there? Why would he ever send Coca-Cola to Cuba if we can't see a white man drinking and drinking a Coca-Cola in Cuba? Why would he ever send Coca-Cola to North Korea if we don't get to see a white man drinking Coca-Cola in Korea? Because the white man don't want to see no Koreans drinking Coca-Cola. No, that's Damn. their soda. The white man don't want to see no Cubans drinking Coca-Cola. No, no, no. That's their <laughs> soda. Okay? So the white man says Cuban Jocker had a ginger ale. Okay? North, North <laughs> Korean Jocker have some... Uh, Y'all can have some cream soda, but it's Coca-Cola is for us only. Now, when you want to open up them borders, mm. then we can talk about it. Then we can talk about an exchange. But until then, you dry. Damn. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> you know nothing about that. God damn. Spitting facts, baby. Mm-hmm. I and love major, that. I mean, the, the white man is devious. The, the breakdown of the cola and the mm-hmm. cocaine, the white man's drug, the white man's mm-hmm. drink. Sprite, that's what niggas like. It, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful. What a performance. Truly. Absolutely. It, the only thing missing was uh, a, a deep-seated hatred for women. And you would have you would have gotten a 10 out of 10, I'd say. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'll still take a 9 out of 10 because I'm guessing that's what I got. I'm guessing I'm taking a 9 out of 10. <laughs> Listen, the scores aren't negotiable, but okay. you nailed it. I I, mm-hmm. I couldn't be more impressed with your performance. Mm-hmm. Gary, we did it. I think this is, we did the whole episode. This was so much fun. Hi, could damn, you, thanks for having me. Could you tell the people at home where they could find you, what cool shit you have going on? Uh, I would say don't look for me. Don't try to find me. <laughs> if you see me, cool, but don't go out of your way, dog. <laughs> I'm not online nowhere. My future be popping up. That's it. Listen, I don't know a more successful person who's less committed to trying to uh, to connect with the outside world. Gary is is amazingly funny and talented, and refuses to to allow you to send him a DM in any space or any form. But but please have him in your thoughts and prayers. I guess I don't I don't That's know what I else ask. I can offer to you besides That's all that. I ask. And as always, follow me at Langston Kerman. And and if you want to send us drops, if you want to send us uh, your own conspiracy theories, your own chaos, if you want to add some chaos to my world, please send it to mymamapod at gmail.com. That's it. Okay. Bye, bitch. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.